0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this 22nd edition of the 1853 podcast of the 2019-20 school year, we'll chat with Mama's senior, Shania Page. The singer-songwriter student has a new song coming out this month, and it's about a topic familiar to a lot of young people who are knee-deep in social media. Women's basketball coach Kyle Wilson will talk about his Scots preparing for the opening round of the NCAA Division III National Tournament. And track and field coach Roger Haynes will look back on another successful indoor track and field season. Shania Page has had a very interesting college career, to say the least. In one sense, she's been a typical Mama student. She's a business major and an active member of Kappa Kappa Gamma sorority. But when she graduates in May, she'll have more than a diploma in her hand. She'll also have a burgeoning professional singing career that she's built upon while a student at the college. Shania's latest song, Keep Being Me, will be released this month. As she explains, the song's style is a departure from her usual country sound.
1: And this is something that's pretty much a little bit different from anything I've done before. So it's more of a pop song. I, For the past six years that I've been doing music, I've been doing more so country and that kind of thing. And so this is kind of a huge transition for me.
0: And the song's subject matter is also different. It deals with social media bullying and stalking.
1: Um, the song is a bit, you know, it's a bit out there, so I kind of wrote it about this girl that I had some issues with um, in regards to, you know, social media attack, and um, in reality, I think we, like, face this a lot of times. A lot of people go through this, and especially people who, you know, are in the entertainment industry, so I kind of wrote this song about this girl who essentially just tried to be me, and... Um, between like the things that she would post and kind of the slander that she would talk about me and that kind of thing. I'm like you know what like instead of retaliating against her and kind of damaging my name and my image I'll just write a song about it. So um, that's kind of what it's about and you'll be able to see it on all my social media. It'll be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play those kinds of things. We are looking to potentially do a music video for this song that'll probably take place sometime this summer I would assume and uh, I already have some ideas about that and that kind of thing so I'm really excited to see the direction that it takes and essentially I'm mostly excited to see if this girl actually finds out that this song is about her so I guess we'll just kind of see what happens. Shania
0: says that the experience of being stalked and bullied on social media something that she hopes some of her listeners can relate to.
1: Yes, it was a very weird experience that went on for about a year and a half to two years. And, you know, for me, it was one of those things where I wasn't really the type of person to kind of go against people that treated me that way. I had, you know, I've been through things like this in the past, but never this serious. So, um, yeah, it was really weird. It was interesting.
0: (laughs) Recording a song that is more pop and less country is also a reflection of how Shania has evolved while a student at Monmouth College.
1: Well, as I kind of grew up, I, uh, you know, going to college, you're you're going through all these different life experiences. And I would sit in my dorm room and I would write music and I would write about life experiences. That's how I write all of my songs. All of my songs have something to do with something that I've, with a person I've encountered or an experience that I've gone through. And I, kind of decided that I wanted to make the transition because it fit more my style and my personality, whereas country, I kind of felt like I was caught in this little girl image. So I didn't really feel like I was growing within that. Um, My music was kind of sounding the same, and so I kind of wanted a different style and a different groove to my art.
0: When deciding where to attend college, Shania says that majoring in business at Monmouth made a lot of sense.
1: So I wanted to be a business major because I felt like knowing the aspects of business was gonna kind of help me on the business side of the industry. You know, you can go to universities in like Nashville, LA, and you can major in music business. But for me, I thought it would make more sense to go local so that I could continue performing, you know, with the places that I started playing to even start my career. And I've performed multiple times within the Iowa and Illinois area. I've gone back and forth to Nashville. And so it just kind of worked out for me. And I thought that business would be the best thing considering, you know, when you know the business side of any industry, it's going to help you know more and not kind of get yourself in a lower position.
0: And Shania says it wasn't easy to be a professional musician while also being a full-time college student, but she says it's not an experience she'd trade for anything else
1: you know that's the most common asked question is how do you do it and you know when you are passionate about things and you're dedicated and you put your mind to it then you really can do it and you know I put my school work first I've gotten good grades all throughout college and then you know on breaks I've spent every spring break all four years doing music and so it's kind of funny we um we're gonna go to Nashville for spring break oh this year and uh It was one of those things where I'm like, wow, it's going to feel kind of weird going to Nashville and not working. So yeah, it just, everything works out. The Monmouth experience is one that a lot of people can't talk about with other places that they go. So it's very family oriented. Uh, You know, my stepdad went to Monmouth and so it kind of, I just grew up around it. We knew a lot of people that went to Monmouth, especially from living here in Monmouth and Especially like the girls in my sorority, like I have never felt more support from the group of friends, like when it came to music than I had before, you know, I wasn't the most liked in high school because I was doing something different. I wasn't playing volleyball. I wasn't in the drama club. And so... It was kind of one of those things where I didn't really fit into high school, but here you do. It doesn't matter what you do. You're going to always have like a group of people that are going to support you. And so being in Kappa, shout out to my Kappa girls. uh, They've been there for me through this whole process, and it's just made it that much more fun.
0: That's Mammoth senior and singer-songwriter Shania Page. She has a new song, Keep Being Me, coming out this month. To learn more about the song and to follow Shania's career on social media, check out her website. And that address is ShaniaPage.com. And that Shania Page spelled S-H-A-N-I-H-P-A-I-G-E.com. This is the 1853 Podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. While some Monmouth College students will head south when spring break gets underway on Friday, March 6, the members of the Monmouth women's basketball team are headed instead to Waverly, Iowa. That's where they will play Wartburg College in the opening round of the NCAA Division III Women's Basketball National Tournament. Monmouth College plays Wartburg, who's ranked number five in the nation at 8 o'clock on Friday night. The evening begins with a game between Wheaton College and 11th ranked Whitman College. Monmouth qualified for the 64 team tournament by beating Ripon College 74 to 69 last Saturday afternoon in Wisconsin. It was the third time that Monmouth beat Ripon this year, and it's the program's first Midwest Conference tournament title since 2012. Monmouth coach Kyle Wilson says the Scots will face a tough opponent in the Knights, but it will not be the first time this season that the Scots have faced a top 10 team.
2: Anytime you get to the NCAA tournament, you know, you're going to get somebody that's that's been highly successful for the year. And and we knew that going in, no matter who it was going to be, that we were going to have a tough matchup. Um, But we know we've taken on number five, Wartburg, that, you know, we've already played a top 15 team or a top 10 team this year in Transylvania when we were out in California. And, and anytime it you know, again, this time of year or a team that you're playing is that highly ranked, you're, you're going to have to have some things go your way. And, um, you know, I think we had some things go our way the majority of the game at Transylvania in, in California. And then, you know, hopefully we will have some of those things happen um, this weekend at Wartburg. And, uh, you know, go out and, and give your best effort, embrace the challenge. And, you know, if things go your way, then you give yourself an opportunity to win.
0: Wartburg has an overall record of 24-3. and They won their fourth consecutive American Rivers Conference Tournament Championship last weekend. Kyle says they're a very efficient team on offense.
2: I like to think we're a pretty efficient offensive team, but they're statistically a little bit better, more efficient than what we are. So um, the defensive end of the floor, again, at this time of year is always going to be big. Um, And I think it'll be big again this weekend and and trying to force them into some contested shots and, you know, one shot and done um, when they do miss. And then uh, on the offensive end for us, we're going to have to continue to be aggressive and continue to attack. And, um, you know, and and hopefully we score one or more points than they do on, on Friday night.
0: In both Midwest Conference tournament games, Monmouth had to come back from being down. And that's been a characteristic all season long of this year's Monmouth team, which has a program best record of 21-6. and
2: Yeah, you know, anytime that you get to this point of the season and it's the conference tournament or even the NCAA tournament, um, you're going to have portions throughout the game that you struggle or, or make mistakes. And um, I firmly believe that the teams that bounce back from those mistakes and kind of put them in the past and have that next play mentality are the ones that tend to be successful. Unfortunately, our kids have, have pretty much had that mentality all year long. Um, you know, and for, we've kind of made a, a common theme of being down after the first quarter and having to chip away and, and fight fight our way back Um, so I think that that helped us throughout the year that you know we kind of got used to that somewhat of adversity and and fighting our way through things Um, so I definitely think that helped us in both games on Saturday or Friday and Saturday this weekend.
0: Although Iowa might not be a popular spring break destination for college students Kyle points out that there are a lot of programs who would like to be where the Scots will be this weekend.
2: Yeah, there's there's uh, almost 400 teams that want to be in our shoes. And so we feel very fortunate and very lucky to, to be where we are um, through a lot of hard work from our kids over the last few years to, to put us in this chance. So uh, we're just going to try to embrace the challenge on Friday, but at the same time, enjoy every minute of this week and, and know that there's a lot of people that would love to be in our shoes at this point.
0: That's Kyle Wilson. His Monmouth women's basketball team plays Wartburg College this Friday night in the opening round of the NCAA Division III Women's Basketball National Tournament. If you can't make the trip to Waverly, Iowa, you can watch it online on monmouthscots.com, your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. You can also listen to the game over the radio, Thanks to the good folks at WRAM, AM, and FM. Just set your dial to 1330 on AM or 94.1 on FM. You can also point your browser to 977WMOI.com, or you can listen to the game on the station's free app, which is available for your smartphone. The pregame show will begin at 745. This is the 1853 Podcast. I'm Dwayne Bonifern, the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Last weekend in Grinnell, Iowa, the Monmouth men's track and field team won its 21st consecutive Midwest Conference Indoor Track and Field Team Championship. They won seven events over the two-day meet. The Monmouth women were runners-up. Monmouth coach Roger Haynes was named Men's Coach of the Year and Joe Crawl of Monmouth was named the men's outstanding field athlete. Roger says that number 21 feels just as good as number one because of what it means to the students to be champions.
3: Yeah, they're all different, but certainly it was uh, exciting to Anytime kids have the kind of success we had this weekend, both on the men and women's side, it's fun. It's not just about a championship trophy. It's about the whole 48-hour experience, I guess. Uh, It's nice to have high-level elite kids, and we've got some of those with kids going to compete at the national level. But it's also good to have what I would call kids who are medium-type recruits who chose Monmouth for a combination of reasons, yet they come to practice and work hard enough and work hard enough in the weight room that they start achieving pretty high-level success at the conference meet, and we had a bunch of that this weekend. On the women's side, Roger says a
0: pair of Monmouth sprinters stood out last weekend.
3: Uh, I have to say the most pleasant surprises were Kenzie Baker and Cindy Ladner in the sprint races. They were pretty dominant for us, scoring well and and running against probably what I would think was maybe the best field at, at the conference meet all weekend in the women's 60 and 200. Some really high-level athletes. Cindy Ladner set a new school record, 7.83 in the 60-meter dash, and Kenzie was fourth there and third in the 200. Uh, two lifetime best times for her as well. And any time you're your best at a championship weekend, that's a good thing. On the men's side, competition against runner-up
0: St. Norbert College was intense.
3: Men didn't have a great deal of margin air to try to win a championship. We thought it would be about a three-point meet going in uh, to the weekend, and that gap spread out a little bit. I think our men were very consistent. We had some ups and downs, as you always have, but I think our men were very consistent. We had a lot of strength in the throws going in, and that held true with – Drew Thaxton and Andy Bird and Joe Krull, uh, Chris Kimball all doing extremely well. Uh, We had some great performances early in the jumps. Darius Williams and Austin Fowle won the long jump and triple jump essentially on their first jump of the competition, so that's always good. Uh, Freshman Reed Wilson, second, 15 feet 5 in the pole vault. He's put himself in national contention there, so a lot of good things. uh, Also good things on the track. We won two relays and We're second and a third in the distance medley. We run the 4x2 and 4x4. Zach Vansell, conference champion at 400 meters, that was a real highlight for me. He's a hardworking kid who's very disciplined in his academic and athletic approach,
0: so lots of fun this weekend. And while Roger isn't one to claim credit for his program's success, he says that being named the conference men's coach of the year is really more of a reflection on the work of his assistant coaches and the students in his program uh
3: the conference is moving towards a coaching staff of the year and that would be much more indicative in my opinion of what needs to be done dan evers and brian woodard and john welty certainly pull their share of the weight in every stretch of the imagination in terms of what needs to be done for a program they mentor kids and get them to work hard and they obviously have expertise in their events as well um It's always nice to be recognized. Uh, I think the kids take some pride in that, that their guy gets to get up there at the end and and get a plaque. But uh, it's indicative of what the program's done overall. So if I would take credit for anything there, I would take credit for some long-term organizational things that I think help our kids and our coaching staff as well. So the rest of it, it's about
0: the kids' effort. That's Monmouth track and field coach Roger Haynes reflecting on his men's 21st consecutive Midwest Conference Indoor Track and Field Team Championship. You can read more about it in the track and field section of mammothscotts.com. And don't forget that you can follow all of Mammoth College Athletics on Twitter. To do that, follow MC Fighting Scots on Twitter. For all of Mammoth College's social media accounts, check out the bottom of the homepage of the college website. And, of course, that address is mammothcollege.edu. And that's going to be a 30 for this 22nd edition of Mammoth College's 1853 podcast of the 2019-20 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition... This is Dwayne Boniford in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.